Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast, where we chat with members of the eAssist Consulting Network. My name is Jacqueline Hurley, and I am the director of Dental Zing, which is the educational platform for both eAssist Dental Solutions and Dr. Charles Blair's Practice Booster. Thank you for joining us. Our goal is to offer tips and tricks to help dentists grow their business. And today, I'm excited to introduce you to Kathy Asted, who has seen the ups and downs of dentistry for more than 30 years. She brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to each practice, having been the manager of a family practice for over 20 years. And then you also managed a multi-location pediatric group for almost 10 years. With all of this experience, she helps any dentist clearly define their career goals and helps them systematically make progress in achieving those goals. One of her favorite things is to help practices navigate the tricky minefield of employment compliance. And she is currently a certified human resource consultant with Bent Erickson and Associates. Welcome, Kathy. It's an honor to have you on our show today. Thank you, Jacqueline. It's great to be here with you. Good. And it was so fun to see you recently at the DSI Weevolution event down in Arizona. That's kind of where we reconnected. And that was really, really fun. So I hear congratulations are in order. I understand you're celebrating your 20th year as a dental consultant this year. I am. For me, that's quite an accomplishment to be an entrepreneur, to start my own business and still be doing it after all of these years. 20 years is a long time. It, it does seem like a long time. In fact, I kind of want to know how you got into the dental industry. You were probably like 10 years old when you started. I don't know. Well, if only that were true, right? <laughs> <laughs> my first husband was a dentist. And I started out by learning the dental terminology when he was in dental school. We opened our first practice and I learned that I needed to be involved in the background a little bit. I have a degree in business and business concepts come very easily to me. And I noticed that things maybe weren't going as well as they should be in the dental practice, but we lived in a really, really, really small town. And having the wife be in a practice may have been frowned upon all those years ago. So I worked behind the scenes and I also did things like payroll and so forth. I learned a lot about dentistry, about people, but that key word was first husband, and I needed to learn how to do something else in my life. And I had a mentor who was a dental consultant. She said, you need to be a dental consultant. Well, I didn't know how to go about doing that. I didn't even know there were dental consultants 20 years ago. And I first went to Linda Miles Speaking Consulting Network, and that's what got me into consulting. And I was excited about it. I thought, I can do this. I can get out there and help dental practices. I know how to take care of businesses. 
right? Yeah, I love well, that. Yeah. Little did I know you need to become known, right? <laughs> and in my journey, I um, met Tim Twig of Bent Erickson and Associates and really loved the product that they have, became certified in HR through them. And I've worked with hundreds of dental offices doing thousands of manuals over all of these years. It will be 20 years next year that I've been working with Bent Erickson and Associates. And I feel that what they have for dental practices is wonderful. You, you mentioned that tricky minefield of employment compliance. Dentists don't learn that in dental school. Right. So I've got some tips and tricks in my bag of how to help dentists in their business. They don't learn that in dental school. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I would suspect coming out of COVID, this has been a huge challenge for dentists recently in trying to figure out the whole hiring solution. Tell me a little bit about what you've seen in the dental industry when it comes to HR and, and dentists trying to hire their dental teams. Well, as many dentists may have realized when COVID hit, there were all kinds of new laws and requirements that all dental practices had to work with because of the federal requirements. Giving time off, giving paid time off, putting it through payroll in a certain way so that the practice could be reimbursed for those payroll amounts. It, it was really, really different in those beginning years. And that's all now expired as of May of this year. And yet COVID is still here to stay. It's a different beast, I guess. Um, we have COVID here. We don't have those laws in many states. We talked about navigating all of this. One of the parts and pieces to why I feel the Bent Erickson products are so great is because they have policies specific to every state, to your practice size, what you need in them. For instance, I'm in Minnesota. The governor just enacted a paid sick leave policy for the state of Minnesota. I believe this will start in January of this year. I was talking to one of my practices this afternoon and I said, well, we will be talking this year because we'll have to make sure that your manual is compliant with the new paid sick leave law. That means that you have to give X amount of paid time off for someone for sick leave. If a policy manual has PTO, we have to look at what that PTO policy looks like and Bent Erickson HR specialists can help navigate that to make sure that the language in the policy manual is correct. Again, different states, different laws, different cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, each have their own sick leave laws, but not the surrounding cities, the, you know, in the, in the uh, suburbs. So you have to be aware of that when you're helping practices. Well, so Ben Erickson keeps up with all of that, it sounds like. That is a huge job in and of itself, because I can imagine 
changes are made all the time on a state level and maybe even on a city level. So that is amazing that Ben Erickson, your group, your organization stays up with all of that and can help with, with their manuals for their in their practices and good for you. That's great. So one thing I learned while I was researching your background is you are a certified Drake P3 consultant. Explain to us exactly what that means. Many people have probably heard of DISC. Okay. Which is a personality profile. Yeah. Bent Erickson and Associates a number of years ago started working with Leo Bartlett on the Drake P3 personality assessment model. Initially, when I was learning about it, I thought it was so complicated. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget that first training that a friend and I went to. And at night, the first night, we were asked to answer certain questions and, and we just didn't understand, understand anything or how we could ever use it. Well, fast forward about 15 years later, it is a wonderful tool. It's a tool that I use for team building days to learn who we are, how we communicate. Just recently in March and April, I spoke at the University of Minnesota Dental School to dental students, hygiene students, and dental therapy students. They all took that assessment. And then I went and spoke to them and said, well, now why would you ever want to take a personality assessment? What does it mean to you and how can you use it? And I think they were interested. You know, these are college kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are students. But my message to them was learn who you are and learn what that means and how that's going to help you in work. One additional tool in the Drake is they've got a job match component to it. Wow. And I use that for hiring. Nice. That's kind of like the unwritten rules of hiring. Like that's kind of the secret sauce, right? It's kind of, I just, we did something similar to that, some type of a personality assessment on my team um, with the practice booster team. So being over dental zing, dental zing, the educational platform falls under the practice booster side of things. So they wanted to make sure that we all were in the right seats within our organization. And I thought it was interesting because as much as I love people, I don't really love being in front of people that much. So I found out that I'm an introvert that loves people. So it's kind of an interesting scenario. So I'm excited to hear more about Drake. And let's talk a little bit about hiring these dental teams. So you can just go in really and hire for a dentist. If a dentist is like, I have no idea where to start. I you know, I look at my daughter who is the office manager at a pediatric office. I know she's had a hard time hiring here in Utah. And most of the time they'll hire someone that has no, you know, background. They don't even know anything about dentistry. And I think most of the time she's just hoping that they're finding someone that has the best, the right fit that wants, that has the aptitude to learn it. You know, I learned a long time ago, you, you can teach the educational side, but you can't teach the passionate side, just the drive of wanting to be there. You are correct. The, they say hire for attitude. 
yeah, you I can teach that. skills. And I think that's so true. I've been doing hiring for many, many years now, over 10 years as a practice administrator for that group pediatric practice, I hired many, many, many people. And when I left that practice and continued to consult was after the pandemic, it was 2021 and the pandemic changed the landscape of dental people. Many people took early retirement, especially in the clinical area. A lot of hygienists. Many people never just quit dentistry altogether because of the pandemic. It spooked them, right? They were spooked. They were spooked. And to my knowledge, there has never been one case of COVID transmitted from directly from a dental office. And I think that's because dentistry has had such strict requirements as far as PPE historically. I mean, they've had such strong standards of cleaning and OSHA requirements and, and all of that. They took on additional PPE and no one got COVID from going to a dental appointment. But as dentistry came back, and we know dentistry is doing extremely well right now. You know, everybody's coming back to the dental office. Some may not have been there for a year or two, but now they're coming back. Not all the employees are coming back. Yeah. What I'm finding is for clinical, it's very difficult to find employees, hygienists especially. I have six practices that I'm working with right now that are all looking for hygienists. What I find is it has to be the right person at the right time for the right location. And you put all those three together and I hire someone, but it can take months. I mean, I think I've been working with some of them for six months. Wow. They're so hard to find. Here in Minnesota, we've had some schools close. So, you know, they would have been graduating hygienists. The University of Minnesota will graduate six, 17 hygienists this year. 17. Wow, that's not very many. That's not very many at all. And I told them, and this will be in August, and, and I told them that when I was there, um, a couple of months ago, I said, will you take my card? Because I can probably find every single one of you a job. You know, I might not be working with an office now, but I know offices that might be interested in someone. Good for you. Dental assisting also. In the state of Minnesota, dental assistants are required to have a license to work with a doctor. And they do more functions than someone without a license. A dentist can work and can train someone share side, but their abilities, their their um, what they can do is extremely limited. Got so it. in Minnesota, you have to go to school to become licensed and graduate and keep your license active. And as with hygienists, they need to take continuing education. 
I'm hiring for two practices right now that need assistance. <laughs> so um, again, it takes a little bit longer to find them. Right. And the front of the house, as you said, you can take someone that has a great attitude and help to train them. Um, I'm hiring for a practice right now uh, for a scheduling coordinator. And one of the applicants is a young man working in a bank. Okay. And I said, well, what made you ever interested in going into dentistry? And he said, my, I, my career is open. He graduated from college last year. And I don't always look at someone with no dental experience. Yeah. But something about him and his background, you know, kind of piqued my interest. And the dentist is interested in hiring him. Nice. That's great. And as your daughter knows, then you have to have training in place. And not all dental practices have formal training. Right. Yep. There's certain protocols. A, den a good dentist has certain systems and protocols in place to train. So everyone's on the same page. You need everyone to be on the same page when it comes to taking care of the patients. So you've got this whole influx of patients coming right now. And then there's these dentists out there that don't have teams to support and service these patients. So that, that does create a tricky place for you to be. And such a great niche for you to be in right now because this is your specialty and this is what you do. And I love that you pull in that personality assessment in helping hire, but not only hire, but to help the teams once you're trying to help them bond and become a team, you know, and become all on the same page. I think that's really, that's really great. So one of the things, oh, one of the things when I spoke at the dental school, um, I have a, a sheet that talks about how we like to be communicated to when we're a pers different personality style. Okay. Um, I am like you. I like people, but I'm somewhat of an introvert and I'm extremely low in dominance. I'm extremely low in dominance. We can all flex our personality style from time to time. But if we're flexing and stretching a lot, that can become exhausting. Yeah. That's when we kind of have to go back into our comfort zone and our regular personality style. And those are the kinds of things that I look for in candidates. You need to have people that like to be with people, but like for the front of the house, you want somebody that's a little bit outgoing. Right. You want somebody that's bubbly and yet still knows and understands how you have to be organized and prepared. And as I'm sure you see when eAssist works with teams, how the doctor may not have the best systems in place. That's how eAssist can help these doctors with their collections and with insurance and everything else because they may not have the best training available. Correct. That's the one thing eAssist does is it keeps that cash flow coming in, even though a lot of times there's a lot of turnover 
with the team members. So that's really a nice steady system to have that cash flow to continue coming. And the nice part is too, is I feel like they're doing all the behind the scenes stuff, e-assistors. So then the front desk can really spend their time with the patients and give them that personalized attention that patients want. The patients want to know that their dentists know them and the front, you know, they want to know that they're, they know who they are and when they come in. So it's nice that they have the opportunity to not be on the phone all the time with an insurance agent or those kind of things. The insurance right. Agents. And I know how hard it is to be on the phone to constant. I mean, it can, you can be on hold for an hour. Yeah. Now, certainly you can be doing other things if you have some tasks and aren't sitting right up at the front with patients walking in, but you can be on the phone for an hour getting information on eligibility or, or why wasn't this claim paid or, or what happened, you know, to the system? Did they even receive the claim? So it's so helpful to have that available. As you know, that would be one thing that you would really have to teach this new hire. And someone without dental knowledge might not understand all of that with our wonderful dental insurance. Right, right. There's a big learning curve there. And that's one thing about e-assist is they really do have to go through, those dental billers have to go through a pretty serious vetting vetting process before they ever are hired on and then that kind of gives us peace of mind that they're going to take care of the clients as well so kathy what is there a secret so it sounds like your secret sauce really is that drake test that you talked about the disc profile that really is your secret sauce in helping dennis hire yes and that's included. So I've developed what I call my three tiers of hiring and, and each one is a little bit different cost and it's all based on my time. The other piece to it is, I think I write a really, really good ad. I really do. Oh, good. And I think that's my secret sauce. Okay. Because I want to attract that person that's going to be the good fit. I want my ad to stand out from everyone else. I also talk with the dentists about, you know, what is the range of wage that we're going to be hiring for? Sure. Because as I mentioned before, it's so hard to find hygienists and they're wanting really high wages right now. And if a dentist isn't willing to pay that wage, it's going to be a long time before I can hire someone for yeah. them. They have to realize what the market looks like right now, right? Yeah, that's another piece of the equation that we haven't really talked that much about. I mean, I know that hygienists are getting paid a lot of money right now. Yes. That you want the practice to still make revenue. I mean, obviously they still have to make revenue and have to figure out all of that. I know last year I talked to a dentist who she just said, I'm struggling here. She says, I'm tired of eating rice and beans. And I thought, oh, you poor dentist, oh. you know? She's like, I have been trying to figure out my dental practice and trying to make sure we're, you know, covering all the bases when it comes to the revenue manage cycle management. And she had just had some hard times with team members. And so they hadn't stayed on top of their rev revenue cycle management. And that's where e came in to try to get them caught up. 
and all of that. But these dentists, it's like they're kind of expected to be superheroes and to know it all. And that's why it's so wonderful to have consultants like you, Kathy, that come in and can really help the dental practice just be successful in all areas of their practice. So tell oh, me about definitely. yeah the dental side. So if you've got applicants coming, so these applicants are reading your ad. Where do you place the ads so that these, if anyone wants to get into dentistry, they know right where to go? I place most of my ads on Indeed. Okay. There are other places that I have not had any luck with. Okay. Um, again, I'm in Minnesota. I'm in the Midwest. We're yeah. a little slower <laughs> to to implement some of the things that are maybe great places on the east or west coast. Sure. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm hiring um, a scheduling coordinator for an office. And I was just looking at that ad today. I've had over 103 applicants in about 10 days. Wow. Now, a lot of them weren't qualified at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, in fact, I finally changed the ad to indicate that they would need to have one year of some kind of dental or front office experience. I will still get applicants. They'll put they have one year. And then I kind of think when I see somebody that says they have one year of experience, no, you're not going to have any. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, but I, I screen them all. I look at them all. Now I can make a decision very quickly. <laughs> no, sure. um, absolutely. I can. If, if I see somebody that's uh, worked at, at Macy's for the last, you know, different jobs and Macy's and McDonald's and so forth, it doesn't necessarily mean you cannot do a job in dentistry. Yeah. It means that the practice will have to take a lot longer to train you. Sure. And I need to know what the training process is in that practice and what they're going to be responsible for. Wow. Good for you. Well, it sounds like dentists just need to have processes in place on top of you to help them with hiring because then they can get those applicants up and going a much quicker than taking them through a rigorous long training process. Right. Wow, that is that's awesome. Well, you know what? I feel like we're getting to the end of our time. And this has been such a great conversation today. I feel like you are the perfect solution in helping a dentist reduce their stress in hiring when it comes to hiring their hygienists or their front desk or their assistants. And, and just making sure that those individuals are the right fit for their dental team. So if you would like for anyone to reach out to you to find out more information about your hiring process or to work with you, what is the best way to get a hold of you, Kathy? Well, first of all, I'd love for you to check out my website. It's www.astedconsulting.com. And to email me, you can email Kathy A, K-A-T-H-Y-A at astedconsulting.com. Love to help you. That would be great. I would love for you to help anyone who is, 
if there's someone out there who is wanting to hire, if there's someone out there who is wanting to be hired, it sounds like you would love to talk to people on both sides of the equation and hopefully find the perfect match, right? Yes, thank you, Jacqueline. You're welcome. Thank you again for taking time to join our Growing the Dental Business podcast today, and we will see you next time. The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist consultant network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.